So the lunch hour talk has started. And I feel so bad because I don't have anything written down. I usually, in the, in the like 24 hours between uh, these talks, I like to write things down to talk about. But I haven't, I didn't do that this time and I'm really sorry. Um, I do have a lot of work to do. I do have like uh, just outside work that I should definitely be doing, but I'm not. It's just, I don't know, it's like an hour is not enough time to do stuff for me. I like to like be able to set up, get into it, and, you know, s settle, and then, you know, plow through for a little while. So it's just, you can't do that with an hour. Um, so I'm just going to talk to you guys and try and get like the cathartic uh, uh, benefits from expressing one's feelings, you know, I generally don't do that. Um, I'm still in like hermit mode um, everywhere whether it be like my personal life or my work life, my home life, it's full on hermit mode right now. I'm not talking to anybody. Uh, it's just work, 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 build, 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 you know, walk the dog, walk the dog. Um, but yeah, the energy is just right now, it's weird. It's like, it's kind of directionless and it seems kind of petty I feel like for a lot of people like they're just kind of I don't know poo-pooing around the situation at hand which for everyone is gonna be different you know some people have to get a hold of their health some people get have to get a hold of their mind some people have to get a hold of their occupation life you know change that um, you know I, know, I know I'm one of those people. Um, I don't know, it's really hard to be serious about stuff right now. Summer, it's nice because everyone's in a good mood and stuff like that. Everyone's outside and stuff. But... It's also like a kind of a time when nothing gets done in a way because everybody is so happy and on vacation and like checked out and stuff like that. I don't know. And it's been so hot. It's a lot cooler now. I'm in the Pacific Northwest, Washington State. I'm sure you guys have heard about us being in like 100 degree weather and we're just not used to that. And luckily it's now like in the mid to high 80s, which is completely tolerable after 100. But, yeah, it just makes it really hard to do stuff. Um, like, like the small things. It's also because I'm injured, but like the past week, it's been so hot that I can't, I just cannot clean as much as I'd like. You know, I'm not living in filth by any means, but like the smaller things just like cannot get done. But they need to get done, because I'm so just ready for a new chapter in my life. It's moving, the book, you know, the, the story of life, it, it moves no matter what you do. But it's nice to be able to like kind of write the story along with the universe. Oh god lord. Um, 
so what are we talking, Wednesday, half week, midweek? I know what you're thinking, but I'm not going to say that because I'm single and I'm depressed. No, I'm not. I haven't even thought about sex in a while. It's like mine has been on the business. Money on my mind. Ah, you know? <laughs> Just evil, evil, evil. No love in this heart. And it's fine, because it's like, right now, I am I really am, if it's not been made clear, I'm just, again, in hermit mode, and also just so disgusted with humanity. It's weird. Um, I don't know, I haven't seen, like, a healthy couple in a long time. They're so far and few in between. Uh, it's just like... When you get distance away from relationships and stuff like that and you become super objective about love, you just realize like the majority of people who are in relationships are not happy and it's not because of the other person, it's because of themselves and they're both using each other to like diffuse the personality of themselves and focus on the other person. I don't know, it just really sucks because having a partner is so it's in many ways a privilege you know when I look back at my any of my relationships whether they be something that lasted years or just a couple months or something like I look back with them now with like just so much I, I view them as a privilege like it was such a privilege to get to know those men and to be in their lives and for them to be in my life uh, and they all cared for me. Uh, I've been so fortunate. Um, I guess not fortunate because it was like I've always been picky about who I'm with and especially who I let enter my body. So it's just really the biggest, it's just like greatest like mental health buffers in my head to know that I can look back on any one of my relationships and really just smile and be happy and really content with the memories. That's such a great insurance that I would really recommend any anybody invest in. Be, you gotta be really choosy with who you're with because that way, you know, if, if and when it does go down, you know, you can at least not regret it and not not hate yourself for being like so stupid as to why you chose that person who was so clearly wrong with you, you know? Um, yeah, I mean like all of my, all of the, I'm just, I don't know, I just, I'm really, really thankful and I just, when I see unhappy, because I have been seeing really unhappy couples lately and like, I don't know, I feel like it used to be like you could tell which person was slumming it for the other person, but now it's like you can't even tell which one is slumming it. Like, it's just people are really using other people just to... And I get it. It's a really difficult time right now. It's really difficult to make it right now. It, I mean, it's probably a better... No. God, I will never say that. Be alone. Like, it's better to be alone than with somebody that just isn't making you happy, who's just every day just dims your light a little bit more and more and more every day. I mean, every relationship, of course, we can find something 
in it to learn. But there comes a point when you need to like enact on what you've learned and take it to the next person or level or something like that. Just I, just, I don't like, it's really draining to see unhappy couples. It's just, it's really gross. And I really just don't want to see it anymore is what I'm saying. Like just be alone people. If you, if you just, I don't know, it just sucks because there's so many facets to it, you know, like financially speaking, you know, don't ever live with somebody where you can't afford to pay the rent by yourself. And always have savings in the bank that is separate from your partner. You know, you always should always have like two grand saved up for whatever happens to you and only you. I don't know. Oh God. What do I have to say today? I'm so angry with myself for not writing anything down because I literally have so much to say and so much to discuss and so much to just explore, but I just didn't write anything. I don't know. It sucks because my it, it's my dominant hand, so I don't really even want to write anything because you'd be surprised how much you use these the pinky and the ring finger to write for anything really, even like scissors. Theoretically, you should only use like these fingers, but you really do use all of them. Oh God, I have so much work to do. I'm so excited. I have to clean at the shop. Um, I guess I'm a little bit anxious. Like first thing this morning on my way to work, I got a call from the courts that were that wanted to talk to me about restitution and how that works. Because the car that I'm sitting in got stolen about a year ago, and just like a week ago now, uh, they told me that the guy that stole it has to pay me for the damages and stuff like that, all the stuff that he so sold inside the car. But, so, that money, unfortunately, it's like, it's going to come to me very incrementally, I believe, whatever he pays so annoying because I was hoping it would be like one lump sum <laughs> obviously you know I just want to be done with it like that's the thing that sucks about justice in this country it's so just not swift and that's the number one most important thing to justice in terms of like to victims like rectifying the situation it's the swiftness of the of the justice that matters and it's just like we're gonna go on over a year I've been driving a car that's spray painted which like low-key I don't really care about and I really like it and I do get a lot of feedback like really positive feedback on it a lot of peace signs a lot of I love your cars on the side of the road and stuff like that but at the same time it's like it's a fucking spray painted car and I'm just that's not really my vibe, so I don't really want that. <laughs> one thing I just remembered that I wanted to talk to you guys about because it one thing happened yesterday. Like, I just had the most Studio Ghibli move moment ever, 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 ever. I was walking the dog 
and there's this place where it's fenced off and inside there's nothing but Volkswagen everything's like Volkswagen buses bugs just car everything Volkswagen and they're all like super old and like not running and I call it the Volkswagen graveyard anyway I had just gotten some weed from the weed store that's like right next to this place and you know I'm walking with my weed walking the dog going home cause it's super hot and I see this really crisp piece of paper on the ground and I notice right off the bat that it's a um, it's a title to a motorcycle and usually no big deal but I looked at the date that it was issued and it was the, that day so I was like fuck man some fucking idiot motorcyclist found you know got a new title today and lost it immediately so anyway I looked at the uh, dress and um, and I was like all right we're gonna find where the fuck is Grant Street you know so luckily it was just the next street over and you know I walk over drop it off and right when I'm about to put it into the because um, I ended up being at a um, auto body store like an auto body shop right before right when I was gonna slip in like this the night drop thingy there's this guy walking by and I you know I waved him I'm like here you know and he opens up the window and he's uh you know how they usually are they're like go away you know it's after five don't talk to me but I was like I just found this like please take it um and he looked at it and he was like so thankful and he just looked like such a studio Ghibli dude like he had wavy super white hair old man and like I, I, I told him I was like I found this over by the Volkswagen graveyard and he's like oh, don't call it a Volkswagen graveyard and I'm like oh I'm sorry well you're right you know like they they change like obviously you're you're working on them I had no idea that this was that was his lot you know and I, I just dissed him so I was like I'll change it I'll start calling it the Volkswagen sanctuary and he's like yeah yeah and it was so cute it was one of the cutest things uh, interactions I've had with a human in a while like we talked about Volkswagens for a minute our love and affinity for them and it was so cute. It was just so cute. And I, you know, I'm, as per usual, I'm in a dress wearing my super cinched in apron. So I just look like a Studio Ghibli character myself, a little witch with this dog that's as big as her. Big fluffy white dog, like literal like Mononoke vibes. And he was so cute. And it was so funny because I was leaving. And I was just like, man, if I was 30 years older, I would be fucking that guy right now. And then when I got home and I was like, Oh, that's weird. I wonder if he thought if I was 30 years younger, I'd be fucking that girl. So, so funny how age works, you know? And how, I don't know, I don't really think anybody's inherently more perverted than anybody else, you know? Sex is just all about vibes, man. And sometimes you just vibe with somebody and it's just super sexy when you just can vibe about, about something super specific that, like, isn't in the mainstream. Anyway, you can tell how much sex is on my mind. Holy shit. <laughs> fucking miss that fucking shit. God damn it. It's gonna be forever. I think it's because I'm a minister. Like, that's why my love life has just gone. Like, ever since March 26th, when I signed up on the Universal Life Church website to be a minister, like, ever since then, my love life has just dried up like jerky. It's just it's dehydrated meat boy like there's nothing there to chew <laughs> what am i talking about 
Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't turn into an, don't get ordained as a minister if you are uh, <laughs> trying to find somebody because it just really um, devotes your ass to God and like the universe and like, I mean, all I do is study, like more than usual. I don't know if I say this every fucking day, but I just, it's just, what's the word? Aesthetic, aesthetic, A-S-C-E-T-I-C, just like that life, like it's just, I don't want to say hermit because like I don't think people have the right view of what a hermit is you know because like most people I don't know it, I'm not agoraphobic that's not the right word it, I don't know I'm just I'm always studying man I'm always learning like so hardcore I'm getting so good and it's like it's low-key kind of terrifying because it's like you you do get to a point in everything that you you know level up in that you're like oh my god I need to share like I, I I can do this now this is a thing this is a thing I do oh man great power comes great responsibility dude I wish I had never heard those words because then I wouldn't be able to put in words how I feel but that is exactly what it is it's just like an immense responsibility that I feel to bring this knowledge that I've just been boring into my head day and night not getting laid <laughs> oh I don't know I don't want to call it a dry spell because I'm just clearly not trying but it's mostly just like it's universe vibes that are just like no bitch you need to study you need to get to class you need to go to you need to take notes you need to get on the laptop you need to make a document you need to highlight shit you need to put a post-it there you know like nothing in there is sexy and then again also it's been so hot that it's like i can't imagine being next to somebody <laughs> and and or even in a good mood like forget it it's just it's so fucking hot I can't stand it. I literally can't. I have to get up at the butt crack of dawn to walk the dog before it, you know, reaches 85 degrees by 6 a.m. I swear to fucking God. And this bus has been backing up for the last 10 minutes, even though there's nowhere to back up. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's just... This is blue-collar life. <laughs> Oh, so we're trimming GMO out. It's really nice. It's a really nice trim. Like, it's gonna be one of my last trims probably, and I'm just really happy with that because it's really the best it's ever looked. Nothing wrong with it. Just you can get uh, over a bin a day, you know. I get a bin just because of my hand, but um, like the guy that's in front of me, he he fucking clears a bin by lunch. So it's a, it's a really nice trim. It's a really nice trim. It'll probably be a really good smoke too. I always like GMO. Uh, I guess that said though, the it's not as potent as, as it's usually been. The structure might be better, but the potency isn't nearly what it's been. That's the thing with cannabis farming. It's or any farming, you know, or with life, you know, the wheel of life. Some things go down and some things go up. Like it's just you can't have it all at once. It's the wheel of life. 
Sims are all of it. It's just some things go down and some things go up. It's never going to be perfect. Just got to accept that. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. I love that song. I always want to put it on my uh, Tinder profile, <laughs> but I never do. I really wish I, I, I it's because it's just not me at the end of the day and I don't know if maybe like I actually haven't tried it and I don't maybe I don't like the portion of the song that it focuses on how are you guys anybody asking anything uh, be careful when you're driving. I'm not driving. <laughs> Why would I be driving? <laughs> Why would I be doing, doing anything? I'm streaming a, a, a stream of consciousness. A random stream of consciousness. Random streams of consciousness are just erupting out of my orifice right now. My oral orifice. Ooh, I'll put something else in my orifice too. Ah! <laughs> I look like I have a mullet, but my hair is super cute, like, it's super cute, these bangs are cute, <coughs> excuse me. And just, I mean, just getting these bangs, like, changed the texture of my hair, the the quality, like, all of it changed. Day and night, just with bangs, it's so weird. So, I'm really happy with that, because my hair drastically needed help. It was getting so fucking crunchy, and... Ugh, just, oof, so... Second haircut and since quarantine started was the bangs. Like I cut my hair, like I don't know, almost a, a full 12 inches, like six months ago. That's why it's at the length now. But now this bang, now this hair, this bang trim is like the second one. And it's just like, well, no wonder it was getting crunchy, Wendy. Like your fucking self care has been slacking getting back on there like especially now with these bangs like I'm totally gonna upkeep them I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna go home ec and do it myself like no I'm gonna I'm gonna go in I'm gonna talk to the girl or the guy you know I'm gonna be a human I'm not gonna fuck up my fucking appearance even more than it already is just to save six dollars because it's literally six dollars I don't know. I don't want to get... I just don't want to get like that again. I'm just like, where I go that far between haircuts just because there is a quarantine. Like, I'm not in the, like, let's go back to normal or it's the new normal. It's just like, no, like, I'm just establishing normal life, like, for myself. And that includes getting haircuts. So profound, Wendy. So profound.
Ugh. I just remembered. I was gonna share this other thing. And I don't even know if I should because it's such a shitty thing. Because, like, I wanted to compare between yesterday's great Studio Ghibli movie, a moment with that guy where I was just like, you know, having the most wholesome moment of that moment on earth, you know. It was so wholesome, you guys, it was so cute. We bonded over Volkswagens, and he was so thankful that I brought that fucking title over. But then, God, like, two days earlier, should I even tell you guys this? Because it's such a hideous thing, but it's so funny. I'm not gonna go into the, into the really ugly details, but let's just say, in comparison, 8.30 in the morning, I'm walking the dog. I'm literally next to, I'm passing the jailhouse. And I passed these two people, a couple, I'm assuming, I don't know. Uh, it, but it was just a man and a woman. And uh, our paths cross. And it's 8.30 in the morning. I am extremely, extremely disheveled. Like it's been, uh, I, like I can't even tell you how disheveled I am. Like I physically look dirty, I'm tired, it's, again, it's 8.30 in the morning, I just rolled out of bed, but it's, it's 90 degrees, I'm holding my hand like this, be, like, up to my neck, because it, it's in so much pain, like, it's, it's like, I'm wearing a ball cap, like, it's just, I'm clearly not vibing anybody, so, but anyway, I very quickly, and I do this, because I'm a human being, and I kind of know what you're supposed to do as, like, a when you're stuck in a female body if you come up to a couple you make eye contact with the woman never the male because it's rude so I did I looked at her very quickly very quickly because I could tell that they were not in the best of situation they were holding a lot of bags and you know I was sensitive to that you know and here they are you know rolling out or 8 30 in the morning and I'm on a you know stroll with my dog anyway I'd see her and very quickly and I'm, and I'm walking because it's a brisk walk and I don't care to talk to anybody but she says very quickly stop looking at him I know you want to fuck him those were her words and I didn't know who she was talking to and I looked at the dog because I thought she was referring to the dog and I was kind of scared like I got a primal scare like oh my god these like was she talking to her boyfriend like do they does she want to fuck my dog like are these people sick and you know I keep walking you know I don't I'm not gonna ask any questions you know uh because that was like what the fuck I don't don't look at him I know you want to fuck him and I didn't look at her boyfriend, like I, or the man she was with. I never, we never made eye contact. I was wearing a ball cap, and I only, barely, for a millisecond, made eye contact with her. You know, in a way, just to make sure that, you know, I'm crossing paths with somebody who's not crazy. Because again, I'm passing the jail, and they looked like they were being released from the jail. Quite honestly, um, they were holding transparent bags. It, I don't know. It was weird. Um, and so anyway, I keep walking. And then I realize, and she starts saying something, and then I suddenly realize, oh my god, she was talking to me. She thinks, she thought I was looking at her boyfriend and that I wanted to fuck him. And like that, because she was going off, saying something, I don't know what it was, you know, I just Jekyll and Hyde, eyes rolled back, and I just... 
if I could tell you in words how incredibly violent I got, I would just repeat what I said. But I will not repeat ever what I said because it was so fucking ugly. And, that, and I'm saying that as somebody who was partnered with somebody. My, the truest love I've ever had in my life was somebody who worked in mental health the entire time I was with him. So I know the plights of being somebody afflicted with mental health. But still, the things I said, the things I said, because I was so offended. I was so offended, you know, like from even just the most shallow because it was like I, the the rattiness of how I looked it was just like bitch like do I look like I want anything sexual to do with anybody right now like please read a bitch right now like I even right now like I'm at work I'm supposed to look pretty and presentable I hardly do you know like I hardly do I'm a fucking wreck and a half so like for me to be even worse off than I am now, like I can't even tell you how bad I looked. Like I had mud, like I hadn't taken a shower in a week because of my fucking hand. Like it was my lowest point, like my lowest point. And she had the gall to say that to me. She will, I hope to God, she, I mean, I'm pretty sure she did that. She will never say that to somebody again. Um, I mean, I hope not because bitch had some fucking gall. Get the And if you want to shit on me right now for being like mean to somebody with mental health issues, like, yeah, I should have walked away. But at the same time, it was like, I did make eye contact with her. And I heard what she said, the way she said it. And it was just a step too far. And I'm one of those people. I'm, I am law, I am order, I am justice. And I have no problem laying down any of that when need be. I don't care if it's 8.30 in the fucking morning. But yeah, just like, that was such a hideous moment, you know, on both, just all of humanity was ashamed. Uh, <laughs> um, but then, you know, it was balanced out with the Studio Ghibli movie, a moment that I had with that dude, with the old man, so just shows you, you know, you gotta keep going outside because sometimes it's gonna be ugly, sometimes it's gonna be pretty. But either time, like, I never felt more alive, girl. Like, I never, like, both times. Although when I left the old man, I did feel lonelier than, like, when I met him. I don't know, I did feel good. In many ways, I just kind of felt like I hadn't, I wish I hadn't talked to him. I don't know, it's such a weird thing. Why is everything so bittersweet nowadays? Nothing is truly enjoyable. It's always just kind of tinged with sadness, tinged with evil, tinged with just something that's just makes the whole thing not something that you can fully be proud of. I don't know, I'm just trying to put myself in the right place, you know. Trying to accept the places where I'm not supposed to be. 
no matter how much I care for them or have cared for them. I may see time a little bit differently than people, but I'm increasingly figuring out that it does pass. I don't know, I feel like I'm still the same person in many ways that I was, like as far back as I can remember. I mean, I know I've learned so much and grown so much, but still, like, I'm still that same person that sees the same things that are wrong. And so we, I just, I don't know, progress is just, it's just not something I see, even with all the technology and stuff like that. I'm trying to be impressed. There are ways, you know, where you can join the human experience and try and, like, you know, have fun with it. Fortunately, there's not a lot that you can do by yourself that's, like, super interactive, but, like, I don't know, I do get a small enjoyment from, um, like, stocks. Because I, I just have um, $100, two stocks, each for worth $50 in a company, in two companies. And it's fun just to watch them because it's like I've already, you know, kissed the money goodbye. It's like I'm not, I'm not going to see that $100. But, and I guess it's like, that's gambling, you know. Like it's just fun, like it's just kind of fun to see the numbers go up and down, up and down, you know, $50, sometimes it's $62, you know, ooh, I've made $12, you know, sometimes it's $41, where it's like, oh fuck, I've lost $9, you know. I don't know, you know, it's just, in America, and it, maybe it's everywhere. They say when you're poor, you know, poverty means planning. That, that, that's all that that means. Like, poverty is built into the system, and the only way to get out of it is to plan your way out of it. You know, that means planning your meals, planning your entertainment, you know. Just planning. You get To, to get out of po poverty, you must plan. It's possible. It's pivotal. And so stocks are just kind of like my little foray. It's not even a plan because like, what's $100 going to do? Nothing, you know? But it's just like a little foray into that world because as a single person, it takes care of me and that I don't really have to depend on anybody else. And also the money all goes to me. And there's nothing really else to say about that. It's just fun to see the money go up and down, up and down, up and down. Gambling is exciting. I mean, I, I, when I lived in an area, like I lived, I grew up in the Seattle area, and so there's just a lot of casinos and stuff like that, and that's something I did kind of like back in the day, going out, you know, going to the casino, because it was also like the only place where you could smoke inside, you know, have a nice organic cigarette. And I know it's disgusting, but it's like sometimes you want to do disgusting things, you know? <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I did kind of enjoy just, you know, putting five, ten bucks in the machine and then just sipping a drink and pressing the button slowly, chatting with your friend, you know, your lover, and or watching them, you know, and sometimes you just hit that, that upward tick, you know. Humans will always gamble, like we will, you know, you give us two rocks and it's just like, all right, we're gonna shake these rocks up and we're gonna make a game out of it. I don't know how, but put some money on it, bitch, you know, I don't know. So I know gambling is seen as not a good thing, a vice, and I don't do it. Like I don't buy scratch tickets. I'm not gonna buy any more stocks, I'll tell you that. Like this hundred bucks, that is fucking it. Um, and I had $30 in Bitcoin, uh, somebody paid me in that, um, but I already cashed that shit out, cause like, fuck that shit. Way too volatile. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Simple pleasures, simple little things. Ugh. <sighs> anybody have any questions? Is anybody here? There's two people here. Yeah, I'm really sorry I did not write anything down. But yeah, I've had so much. I have so much to say. My mind is just a whirlwind of things. very content with life. I know it's very confusing, but it's gotten a lot better. Even in just the last month or so. Maybe I'm just used to it, you know. Society is forever different. It's kind of like the Civil War, you know, I'm sure where little bit after that time you know it's just like because I mean there were even sp still people who were slaves after you know the proclamation thing it, so it takes time to settle you know and it's just it's so divided right now and um, you know like on a relationship basis like even like for me statistically I know that automatically over half of the population is completely off limits to me because I will absolutely not 100% under any circumstance willingly anyway fornicate with uh, somebody who's been jabbed I absolutely will not and again it's like it's over half of the population that's been that's done that to themselves so it's just I mean, I already knew it was going to be a very small faction of the population that I was going to consider as potential partner material, but it is also kind of really terrifying when it's something like this that is just like another filter. <laughs> um, and it just sucks because as an INFJ, my golden pair is... The ENTP, although I think the INFP, the ENFP would do, ENTP or ENFP, and unfortunately they're both kind of, I think the type two get jabbed, and so that's kind of been a kind of heartbreak that I've had a 
swallow. It's definitely still in my throat. I've not gotten it down to my stomach. Yeah, I just had to completely swallow that realization that I might have lost my love or loves to the jab. And it makes me really sad. But, gotta look on the bright side, right? At least they tell you now, you know, on their profile, they'll have a little sticker that says vaccinated. So I don't even have to look at their face, I can just quickly swipe. Makes it easier, no eye contact. Life is so tough right now. <laughs> like, holy shit. I don't know if anybody out there has that same standard, but my God, um, if you're having the same realization that you might have lost one or all of your loves, potential loves, to something that... I'm sorry, I'm just not willing. I'm sorry, like, I'm just not... I can't. I don't know what you did. Your genes are now different. A company now owns you. You're now an experiment. Like, I can't. I'm literally gonna hyperventilate. Like, and it just sucks because I actually had a crush. I have a crush on somebody. I had a crush on somebody. And I think they got it. And it's over, you know, the crush is over. Like, it's a weird, it's kind of like the spell was broken. But the only reason that it fucks me up a little bit is because he only says that he did it, and this was a while ago, but he never brought in his paperwork. He says he lost it, so he still wears a mask. So I'm kind of thinking he didn't do it, but he told people that he did to, you know, conform. Which, like, why would I even have a fucking crush on a conformist? <laughs> but he's an ENTP, and just ENTPs are so rare. They are my golden pair, like... I can have a fucking crush, you know? Didn't fuck him, you know? I didn't do any, I, you know, so I've kept my distance, because I just... I, yeah, no, yeah, I've kept my distance because I realized very early on, like, this guy may be an ENTP, he may be my golden pair, but goddamn if he is not an immature one, because unfortunately he cannot stand on his own, which is something that he should excel at. I mean, in a way he does, he's a leader, but at the same time it's like the people he surrounds himself with are just trash, you know, and it's just... I don't know. And with time, it's like, I can see his influence and it's just like, is it really good? I don't know. <laughs> What's your name, girl? Wendy. What's your name, Seven Rogers? <laughs> I'm going insane! Ah! 
It's like, what, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is... No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just... I'm studying like y'all are doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. I have no... Like, what you, what you do is of no consequence. You know, I keep a very big knife next to my bed. So if you guys who get jabbed all of a sudden turn into zombies and come at me... In the night, trying to eat my shit, like, I will stab you. I'll take out as many of you as I can before you all take me over. The fuck was I going off with that? I'm so sorry. Bird? I'm Roger. Nice to meet you, Wendy. What's your... I don't really have an opinion. Well... Okay, that's fine. Man, I'm still grooving though. Like, I'm still fucking grooving. I'm still grooving. That's all that matters. Okay, are you still grooving? Check, check. Okay, okay. Keep it up. Whatever you need to keep grooving, do that. Keep grooving people, you need to keep dancing. I wanna see people dancing at the grocery store. I wanna see people dancing on the street. I wanna see people dancing at work. I wanna see people dancing when they're waiting. I wanna see people fucking dancing, all right? Just do it, just fucking enjoy your life. Whatever that entails, get to that point where you are dancing in the fucking street and you don't even fucking need music because it's just inherently playing in your in your aura, man. Like, be so happy with your life. Be so proud of you and your decisions and where you've come from and where you're going. Well, it doesn't matter where you've come from. It only matters where you're going. In the words of Calvin Harris, that song, it played yesterday. It was so good. EDM, man. Like, that's what keeps me going. Like, I'm fucking grooving, dude. Like, I always picture when I go like this, I always picture, oh, Brad Pitt. Is it the Royal Tenenbaums? I don't know. But he's just like a personal trainer or something like that. It's just like, that's, but that's what I want to fucking channel, dude, is, is that, that Brad Pitt character. Like, that's what it's all about right there. Energy, man. Like, we are just fucking energy in a, in a body, like, we are electric water, like, feel it, spread it, perspire it, you know, it's, that's what life is, that's what life is, keep going outside, meeting people, okay, I don't care if it's ugly, I don't care if it's an ugly interaction or the most cutest little wholesome interaction ever, like, it's all worth it, it all teaches you about yourself and humanity and you know like where you can improve and what to expect where you can laugh like I don't know both interactions I look back now and I laugh because it's just like they're just so cute like and just so and or so bizarre you know I think the emptiness from the second one especially comes from from the fact that like I didn't see anybody after that like it was just completely and utterly like and of course it makes sense it's 8 30 in the morning who's up you know but like I didn't see anybody no 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 the it wasn't 8 30 it was like 
it was after work, so it was probably like six six thirty. So yeah, that's why it was sad because it was like after that wholesome ass experience, I'd leave him, and it's just like to a desolate ass town. And again, I live in a little city of like eighty thousand. So I should have seen people, but it was like no, like that did nothing, like nothing, like I don't know. And I, and I don't even know what the connection there is, but it's just like I don't know. Because I guess that's the beauty, the beauty in Studio Ghibli movies. It's like the activeness of the town. Like it's just in every frame of the movie, when they're like in a city or something like that, a town, it's just, it's so busy. Everybody's like, there's people doing stuff, interacting. Like there's so much movement. And so when like I had that moment and I, in the moment I felt very Studio Ghibli. Like when I was walking to him, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm in a dress, I'm very, slender I'm wearing an apron that's cinched very tight like I look like a, a, an I look like an anime character like all the time like I'm holding this title I'm, I'm with this big ass dog who weighs as much as me you know like the whole thing is an anime from start to finish even before I got to his place but then it's soon as soon as I turn around to you know go back to real life it's just like <sighs> there's nothing there it's dead And that's where the emptiness set in. It's just like, ugh. I'm now lonelier than when I fucking gave that piece of, but then, yeah, when I found that piece of paper. I don't know, maybe I'm just being like pitiful right now. That's most likely it. <laughs> it's pitiful times, okay? Like, it's pitiful times. Um, any artists you like or listen to or whatever? I mean, I, I like EDM, anything just like over 185 beats per minute. Like, if I can go like this, that's my jam. Uh, no, no hablo Portuguese. A little bit of Spanish, because I am Mexican. I was born there, it was my first language. I had to go to ESL classes to learn English, which is funny because now I... I could never really speak Spanish because the whole thing of it was like I had to... Like, my parents, they didn't speak English. We None of us spoke English when we got here, so they spoke Spanish to me, and I spoke English to them, you know, because that's the language up here. Um, but yeah, so I never, like, could speak it, but I could always comprehend it. And now, as an adult, just, like, from memory, I can speak it not badly. Uh, I can definitely pass, and I'm surprised how much I remember. I miss it a lot. I really like my heritage. I'm learning, as I learn, like as I go into the psychedelic world, I learn more and more that it's like, my heritage is psychedelia. Like it's just, all of it just makes sense when you put mu like mushrooms and LSD and just that kind of anything like that when you put it with who I am and where I come from, it just fits like a puzzle. It's terrifying. For example, I was born exactly 44 years from the day of the first LSD trip. Bicycle day. That's my birth date. April 19th. A bicycle day is, that's named to commemorate the bicycle ride that Dr. Albert Hoffman took 
when he ingested 250 milligrams of LSD in his lab and started to trip out. And so he had to take a bike ride home real quick. And what's even crazier is that actually the very first time he synthesized LSD was on November 16th, eight years prior in like 1938. My dog's birth date is November 16th. There's just, I don't know. I know I sound crazy right now, but there's too many things like that. It's just like, holy fucking shit. Jesus Christ. I found out that the city where I was born that's listed on my birth certificate, La Deseda, I wasn't actually born there. I was born in a city called Valle de Santiago. Valle de Santiago is known for aliens, psychic people, extraterrestrials, like, like communications, supernatural like it like I can't even look it up Valle de Santiago it's in the state of Guanajuato it's like in central Mexico and that's where I was born and I just found out and it's not the city that it was that's listed on my birth certificate I don't know I have to go my lunch is over stay psychedelic guys love you